Hello and welcome to Caught My Ear. This is a music podcast where two music-obsessed mates have a chat about the music they've been listening to this week, as well as some news items. You are listening to episode 27. My name is Vivian. My name is Maddie. So we're going to go straight into the news. Maddie, what's our first story? So our first story that I have is all about Listen Out. Okay. Um, So this is an article from Music Feeds written by Jackson Langford. And it reads, Listen Out releases a statement about what happened at its 2019 Melbourne leg. So the first leg of Listen Out 2019 didn't go as smoothly as anyone had hoped for, or at least that's the feel punters on social media are giving off. Now the festival has released a statement on what exactly happened at the Melbourne event. In case you missed it, yesterday we reported that Denzel Curry had pulled out of the Melbourne leg of the festival at the 11th hour due to losing his voice. On top of that, weather issues caused the main stage to close temporarily, which also meant pop goddess Waifia was unable to perform. The festival posted a statement on social media explicitly outlining everything that went down that caused the stage to close and why Waifia and Denzel Curry did not perform. So the, uh, the quote says... We faced some very difficult weather today at Listen Out Melbourne. A severe squall with wind gusting up to 80 kilometers an hour hit and to maintain patron safety, it was essential to close the Atari stage for approximately 90 minutes. As soon as it was safe, we reopened the stage. Unfortunately, this meant that Wafi was not able to play. Obviously, we were very disappointed, but your safety is always our number one priority. End quote. They continued to explain why Denzel pulled out, saying Denzel Curry, who was at the show to do Psycho with Slow Tie, then his own set, had to make the hard decision not to perform due to voice problems. He expects to be able to perform at all the remaining Listen Out slash In shows. So mm. that's what happened. Yeah, look. I mean, if they're facing... First of all, it's really unfortunate that they were facing so much weather trouble. Like, yeah. I, I can't imagine, especially with the festival like that like one of those touring ones it would be especially if it's like those one day ones yeah it would be really difficult to make sure you're on top of everything when you're dealing with something like that Mm -hmm. so i mean i don't i've read on social media that a lot of people were unhappy with how they responded right but at the same time i'm like you gotta sort of think about how difficult it would have been to you know like because imagine if they did keep the stage open yeah that would have been a whole lot worse. Uh, yeah, because like and potentially winds that, dangerous. Because winds that quick, like yeah. if, if you've got a stage, like I've seen, like mm. what these stages look like, and they're very high up, mm-hmm. and things high up get a lot more wind than you do down on the ground. So exactly. if one of like the beams or a speaker or something, yeah, got like fell over and hit someone, someone would have died. Exactly. Like yeah. that's how you know, like. Here we are talking about safety again. God, this is <laughs> this is becoming a pattern. <laughs> Every time we talk we about festival, <laughs> we should have gone into event planning and oh, logistics. No. Anyway, no, but, but yeah, yeah, like uh, it's kind of weird, like that people are so upset by their response. But like as well, Denzel Curry, like oh, I can't imagine it's like they were dealing with all the weather and then suddenly, like suddenly, it's like by a, the way, a big art act was like mm, can't perform, and it's like okay yeah well (laughs) like obviously when when you close down a stage like that you've and you've only got like a certain amount of time the festival's running for and stuff someone is gonna get cut yeah and no matter who gets cut there are gonna be people who get angry yeah 
And it just happened this time that, you know, it had to be Wafia. And I know so many people love her and I love her as well. Yeah, she's so good. But... She's great. Um, But yeah, you know, some some things have got to give. And yeah. unfortunately, that's the way that things happen when you have outdoor events like this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, weather is completely unpredictable. Exactly. There's only so much you can do to sort of, like, assess the risk involved and mm. something like that so and like prepare for what could happen so yeah it's a shame that it had to happen but um we'll see at know. least everyone was safe that is the thing too. exactly and that's what they said in the statement you know mm. the, their patron safety was their number one priority mm. and it's good that they didn't you know just like ignore it and kind of like let it go exactly it could have been a lot worse yes for sure so, what have we got for our next story? So, our next story is a bit of a sad one. Um, it's about Metallica and their upcoming Australian tour. So, this is coming from Music Feeds, also written by Jackson Langford, and it says, Metallica postponed 2019 Australian tour. Sad news for Metallica fans today, as the band have released a statement announcing that they have to postpone their upcoming Australian tour. Quote, We are truly sorry to inform our fans and friends that we must postpone our upcoming tour of Australia and New Zealand, a statement reads on the band's Facebook. The band cited frontman James Hetfield's ongoing struggles with addiction and his re-entering into a treatment facility as the reason for the postponement. Quote, As most of you probably know, our brother James has been struggling with addiction on and off for many years. He has now unfortunately had to re-enter a treatment program to work on his recovery again, the statement reads. We fully intend to make our way to your part of the world as soon as health and schedule permit. We'll let you know as soon as we can. Once again, we are devastated that we have inconvenienced so many of you, especially our most loyal fans who, who travel great distances to experience our shows. We appreciate your understanding and support for James, and as always, thank you for being a part of our Metallica family. The tour, which had Slipknot on board as support, was scheduled to kick off next month. The band promised that all tickets will be fully refunded. That's a bit sad, isn't it? It's really sad. Yeah. Because it's like, um, I didn't buy tickets, but I was really close to buying tickets until I saw how much they were, and then I was like, mm, maybe not. <laughs> um, but um, so many people love Metallica. They're such an iconic band. They're such a, you know, they're the type of band that have transcended so much time mm, and genre, yeah. like, for so long. And they haven't been to Australia since 2013, so this would have been their first time since then. And... I can't imagine how many people are disappointed, but for me, what's really sad is the reasoning behind it, you know. It it would be one thing if it was, like, uh, scheduling or something wasn't working out, you know, but the fact that, you know, he's struggling with something and he's really had to make that hard decision to be like, okay, I have to put myself first, you know. Yeah. And, yeah, it's sad that he's struggling with that again, so hopefully he can recover quickly yeah hopefully and hopefully it's like sooner rather than later that they come yeah come come back around for all of those people because yeah i'm sure so many people like again like they would have come out from like you know regional yeah centers and you know like book tickets into like major cities and things like that and it would have been like a lot of money invested and it's a shame to see you know all of that like Mm. obviously they'll get refunded for tickets and things which is like good but yeah it is just sad to see that happen but you know Again, you can't plan for things like this. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So, yes, hopefully they come back soon. Um, But, yes, our last story, Maddie? Our last story, I have one from Pedestrian, written by David Adams, and it says, 
New South Wales just binned its extremely hated music festival regulations. So we've talked about this a bit on the podcast. We have. So the article reads, New South Wales today moved to bin a raft of controversial music festival licensing regulations after parliamentary committee acknowledged festival operators were not adequately consulted before the troubled scheme was introduced this year. So the New South Wales Legislative Council this morning backed Shadow Minister for Music John Graham's motion to disallow the regulations by a margin of 21 to 18, marking the end of what festival organisers call an unworkable and opaque approval process. So the regulations, which were introduced in February after a spate of drug-related deaths among young festival attendees, required festival operators to apply for a new kind of licence. But operators criticised the new system for its unclear guidelines and feared expensive new public health and security standards could price small operators out of the state. The scheme was eventually scaled back to focus on festivals deemed high risk, but festival operators criticised the state government for alerting those 14 events to that status via late-night SMS. A regulation committee report released last month found festival operators were faced with, quote, significant and unsustainable cost increases due to the laws and recommended the government establish a regulatory roundtable to increase communication with festival operators. Today's move has been praised by the Live Performance Australia, whose chief executive, Evelyn Richardson, said genuine collaboration with industry representatives who have decades of experience in running safe and successful festivals is the best way to promote the safety of festival patrons. Party on, folks. I love the last so, line So, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, from the beginning I feel like it was doomed. <laughs> oh, absolutely. All of this festival regulation and, you know, like, all of this stuff, mm. is it's an absolute mess. It's such a mess. It's so, so poorly organised. Exactly. And poorly, like, like they said in the article, poorly, like, communicated between... Mm-hmm you know, bodies that are actually involved. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I don't know what's going on anymore. (laughs) Exactly. And I think that's how a lot of people feel, you know. While it is a good um, news story, I feel like a lot of people would sort of say, well, okay, like, where was this so many months ago? You know what Mm, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's just been such a long saga of just, you know, messy communication and And Poor decision-making, really. Yeah. Poor decision making, for sure. Everyone's just confused, mm. I think. And yeah, so it's good to see that, you know, like the small operators won't get like yeah. priced out of the market. It won't be Definitely. very, you know. Because it's already so hard. Like, Oh, absolutely. It's already so difficult. And to put another, you know, thing to sort of keep fighting, keep holding on. It's like, oh, I can't imagine how much of a struggle that would have been. So yeah, absolutely. It's good. Yeah. So that is it for our news segment. Um, before we go into our songs, like we do every week, we recommend that you pause the podcast and go down to the description where we have our YouTube and Spotify playlist. So have a look at those and you can listen to all of the songs that we have a chat about in this episode um, before we go into them now. So you can, you know, understand what we're talking about when we talk about the songs. Yes. So we'll go into song of the week first with Vivian. Yes. So my song of the week this week is Good As Hell by Lizzo. <laughs> Queen. So, yeah. We have another Lizzo track. Surprise, surprise. Honestly, <laughs> it should have come sooner. Yeah. But, you know. To be honest. We're, we're slack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, look, everyone is on the Lizzo train at the moment and, you know, as they should be. Yeah, for very good reason, because she's 
phenomenal. She's phenomenal. She's a queen. And this song is actually one of her older ones. And I came across it because I was, I was watching a YouTube video where she was soundtracking her life. And hilarious. She's so funny. And this was a recommended. So I, I watched the music video. And what I really love about this song is just it's such a feel-good song. But the message is so strong. Mm. But at the same time, it doesn't feel like it's a very, like, be positive, like, you know... Really tacky Yeah, it doesn't feel tacky, yeah. yeah. It's such a good, like, good way to sort of tackle this sort of, you know, thing about your insecurities. And that's what the song's talking about, you know. Um, You've just experienced something, whether it's a breakup or whether it's something in your life that hasn't gone well. You dust yourself off, do your nails... (laughs) Look good as hell. Look good as hell. (laughs) And you just keep going. And that's what I love about it. And it's so cool because I was saying to Maddie before, um, she she tweeted something, how she can sing and she can rap and how, like, yes, People we, like that exist. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think that's really prominent in this song because the chorus she sings, but then in the verse she kind of goes slowly from singing to rapping. And it's such a cool thing because she like seamlessly flows in between the two yeah yeah that's something i've always noticed about lizzo like yeah songs she can definitely she's very versatile yeah in the way that she sings which is really really cool it's so cool and yeah like a lot of her songs are like that and it's funny because i was going the i was trying to choose between this song and boys her other amazing song (laughs) but i was like okay this one has a really good message and so does boys but i was like Okay, I think I'll I'll talk about this just because it's so such a positive song that I don't think, you know, we hear a lot of these like, be proud of who you are and you know you're good on the inside, yeah, all that <laughs> positive you know body positive songs as well. Like, but I feel like this is such a raw and honest one where it's like you know what like yeah, you went yeah. through that. The message that her songs carry it feels a lot more authentic to me for sure. Than you know, like some skinny white girl going, "Oh my god, be yourself! Everyone's beautiful!" <laughs> like, okay, we get it. Like, exactly. Shut up. <laughs> but that's exactly it. And she's so like, when when you do hear these messages through her songs, she's so honest about them, and you're mm. just like, you really do feel like she's experienced. She feels like it. Like it feels like she gets like you. Yeah. In a way that like other songs don't. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, that's my song of the week this week. Good as hell by Lizzo. So Maddie, what's your song of the week? My song of the week is by The Script, and it is called The Last Time. So um, I've definitely been a fan of The Script since forever ago when they first mm. sort of came out with like Break Even, an absolute classic of a, a song. Jam. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this one, like their latest album. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but, like, it was released, I think, like, last year or the year before. They're sort of experimenting a lot more with, um, like, they're leaning away from their sort of acoustic mm. band, like, band-type stuff and going into, like, a little bit more, like, poppy elements. And this one sort of has a mix of the two. Like, it sort of starts out very, um, like, folky sort of inspired and, you know, like, Irish acoustic mm-hmm band in like you know like in the verses and things and then when it gets into the chorus it's sort of it's got this like wider range and it sort of like breaks down a bit and then like it's it's like a lot more fuller of a sound Mm. and it's a lot more like radio friendly um 
I really like it. Mm. Um, it's definitely a very, very, very cool song. Um, it's a bit of a jam. I like it. Yeah. I mean, I I was also a fan of the script, like, when they first sort of came onto the scene. Mm. Um, <laughs> but, um, and there was a point where I would just listen to their music for, like, a year, and then I just sort of stopped listening to them. This song, I I do enjoy it. I do think because it does lean t- towards the more sort of pop radio friendly side mm. of things, it's probably not something I would listen to on the regular, but you can still hear that it's them. Yeah. And I oh, think yeah. that's the important thing, you know, like obviously bands change and evolve over time, but the fact that they still have those sort of elements that stay true to, you know, how people recognize them. Yeah. It's still, it still feels authentically them, yeah, exactly. which is something that's good. Like they have, you know, introduced these like more popular and like radio friendly mm. sort of elements into it, but at the crux of it, you know, it's still a script song and you yeah. can still tell that it's them and they still got, you know, they're amazing like vocalists and like, yeah. very, very talented band and all the rest of it. And they're just, yeah, just a great, like solid mm. band that have had quite a lot of success for a very good reason. Like, yeah. you know, they've continued throughout for, for sure for a while. So yeah, definitely a good song. Um, the last time by the script. So that is it for our songs of the week. So we'll go into Under a Rock now, and I'll kick us off with um, an Alice Chris Jansen song mm-hmm. called The Moon's a Harsh Mistress. So this one is very, very, um, very soft. And yes. I I have heard a couple of Alice Chris Jansen songs mm-hmm. previously, and I've been absolutely in love with her voice. Like, she's incredible. I described her to Vivian as a woodland fairy. <laughs> and it's honestly the best description. She's, she's beautiful. Like, she's so beautiful. She's got this, like, soft, very breathy, airy voice. Sort of along the lines of, like, the Vera Blue. Yeah. Kind of very ethereal, like, sounding voice. Mm-hmm. And this song is very, very, very stripped back. It's very acoustic. It's... Um, I don't really know how else to describe. Again, like it's like this woodland sort of yeah like, tune that sort of like flows in the wind, and it's just gorgeous. Mm. And the lyrics in this song are beautiful. Like I don't know, like the chorus, I don't know what it means. <laughs> like I was saying to Vivian, like there's something about the words in this song. Like what, like the the main line is like the moon's a harsh a harsh mistress it's like it's hard to call her your own or something mm, along those mm. lines and i don't know what that means but somehow <laughs> but it it's like beautiful. resonates with me and i'm like i really really love this line because i pointed it out i was like i love this line i don't know why but i really really like it <laughs> for some reason yeah it's just yeah her lyrics and her beautiful voice is just yeah absolutely amazing gorgeous I love her so much so yeah that is my under a rock, Alice Christiansen with The Moon's A Harsh Mistress. So, Vivian, what have you got for your Under a Rock? So, my Under a Rock this week is a little left field for me. <laughs> um, so, it's Teeth by Five Seconds of Summer, which, look, you know, I'm just going to say right <laughs> off the bat, I don't really like their music, um, especially their older stuff when they first sort of came out with... Um, I don't even remember. Uh, yeah, like it was she looks, so long ago. She looks so perfect. Oh, dead. she looks yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever the hell that song is. <laughs> See, look, I'm not a fan, okay? <laughs> but um when they released Young Blood, which I think was last year, 
it was completely different to, you know, their older sort of, like, poppy style. But um, I still was kind of like, eh, it's not really my thing. Mm. And then they released Easier uh, at the beginning of this year. And Maddie and I were discussing this. We, we were like, that is a Charlie Puth song. Oh, yeah. As much as you want to code it as Five Seconds of Summer, Charlie Puth wrote that thing. And yeah. he wrote it for himself. It literally <laughs> sounds like him as well. Like, I remember when I first heard it, I thought it was him. I think I saw a video of him singing it, too. Oh, and I was okay. like, why didn't it's you do exactly it? It's exactly the same. Like, it, yeah. it, it's exactly the same, no matter Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. No matter what. So it's a bit like, okay, well, anyway. So, yeah, I didn't really like that one either. <laughs> <laughs> Just but... take them all off. I don't like this one. I don't like this one. I don't like this one either. Oh, this one's kind of okay, but also don't like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we, we have Teeth. So this is their latest song that they have. And I, the first time I heard it, I, I was also leaning towards the, mm, I'm not sure how I feel about it, but... The one thing that kind of threw me off was, of course, the production is very more industrial rock, which oh, I was yeah. like, this is cool, because they've said in an interview, in a few interviews, that this this sort of era that they have going on at the moment, like Easier and Teeth, um, was inspired by bands like Nine Inch Nails, and I was like, that's so cool, because I love Nine Inch Nails, but, mm. um, so with this one, that's, like, very, very cool, but... Another thing that threw me off was the lead vocalist. I don't know his name. I'm sorry, guys. But whoever you are, <laughs> uh, you're very cool. <laughs> um, he um, he kind of surprised me with his vocals, especially in the pre-chorus. Because in the verse, it's very sort of toned down. And it's, yeah. it, there's not a lot going on. But in the pre-chorus, he just goes for it. And I was like, whoa. I was like, this is not what I expected <laughs> from the lead singer from Boy, Five Seconds of Summer. Yeah, he really does. And especially in the chorus, because it's quite a difficult melody line to sing. I don't I don't know how he does it live. I yeah. haven't heard him sing it live. But um yeah, I that was the first thing that I was like, okay, I could I could dig with this. And I put it straight in my gym playlist because I was like, this definitely has like a good workout vibe mm. to it. But yeah, so I am interested to see this new album. If it is going to be like this, I'm definitely going to check it out just to see if they do sort of continue down this industrial rock. Yeah, route. I feel like I feel like when they released Youngblood, it was sort of like the this point. line in the sand that mm. they're like, okay, before this, this was like our you know poppy getting our foot in the door. Didn't you say they said? In the yeah, it was like they're getting the foot in the door or whatever, <laughs> doing yeah. those poppy songs. And it was funny because when they first sort of you know, rocked up in the Australian music scene or whatever, I took a look at the guitarist and I was like, this kid does not want to be playing this music. <laughs> yeah. I took one look at him and I was like, there is absolutely no way yeah. he is happy singing to 12-year-olds. Yeah. and But now I feel like they're a lot more comfortable like, in their element, like mm. what they actually sort of want to make, which is, yeah. which is nice. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, definitely. Where they- go from here where they end up going yeah so um that was my under a rock this week teeth by five seconds of summer and now we're gonna go into caught my ear and i'll kick us off so mine is rushing back which is by flume featuring vera blue so this is the latest song that flume's dropped and uh it's really interesting because i've been a fan of him for a long time and he's such a staple in the electronic world like internationally he's such a staple which is really cool because he's australian we love that (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, but this song, yeah, it's it's interesting because ever since he released Skin, his last album, he's been experimenting a lot, which is obviously fine as artists do, but I was never really a fan of his most recent stuff. I kind of thought it was too avant-garde, as I said to Maddie before. <laughs> a little bit too artsy for my for my liking. But um and this one very much does fit within that, but Vera Blue. Oh my. She's incredible. She is incredible. I was saying to Maddie before, she kind of reminds me of Florence Welch because she's got that similar tone in her voice just without mm. the heavy accent, which is really cool. But when you put it on a song like Flumes, you almost think it shouldn't work because she's got such a like a folky kind of voice. Yeah. But with this, the production on it, the production on her voice was really, really well done, I think. Um because she sounds so comfortable in it. And when, I guess, the sort of drop comes in, it's very odd. Oh, I was shocked when I first heard it. I was like, oh, hold on. It doesn't... What is, what is going on here? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because it doesn't really feel like a drop because they kind of, like, chop up her vocals, but it's all sort of not on the beat. And you're like, oh, where's this going? And then it resolves when she sings, like, rushing back. And then the percussion comes in and you're like okay this is very cool I could dig I yeah could this. but um yeah so it's like it's a little bit I had to listen to it a few times to really sort of figure Get into out it. Yeah. yeah figure out if I actually liked it or if <laughs> I just liked Vera Blue on it but it's definitely an interesting song and um yeah Flume he's such an interesting artist um I think you know he's definitely got such a long way to go oh for sure like he's so talented and so different and um yeah so that was my caught my ear this week rushing back Flume featuring Vera Blue what caught your ear this week Maddie well the song that I have got for caught my ear is called Superhuman by Mood by Mateo it's like all one word. I don't lowercase. Know. All lowercase. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so this song is very, very sort of left field to what I would normally listen to. Yes. Um, it's a very odd sort of song because there isn't really much like in the way of like a normal song structure. So mm. to begin with, it sort of begins with like this. It's just vocals. Like there's no like underlying like anything. It's no. just vocals completely. It's like this voice sort of like singing into the void, and that's sort of what the production on it has sort of turned it into. Because there's like a bit of reverb, but there's like a lot of like layering of the vocals, and it's um just this sort of very monotone vocal line, and mm. it's sort of like about you know four five like four five sentences, and that's like the only lyrics in yeah. the whole song so there's like this empty shout into the void type mm-hmm. verse and then it sort of comes in with um all of this like backing stuff like percussion and all of these like synths and like mm-hmm. samples and all it's very it's very moody very artsy very sort of like yeah flowy type stuff and then that kind of resolves and then we get the the vocal line again with like the same lyrics and the Mm -hmm. same sort of production and then there's this really strange bit at the end where i think i think it's someone talking in spanish yeah i can't tell because i don't don't really speak spanish (laughs) um but it sounds something like that or like portuguese or some language like that but yeah there's like this underlying 
um, talking there and then with, you know, like the backing that was sort of there before and that's kind of it. That's mm. like the song. It's very odd. Mm. And yeah, the first thing, because it very, it like very much grabbed my attention to begin with because the the solo sort of vocal line that doesn't have anything underneath it, it's very sort of punchy. Yeah, like it grabs you sort of when it starts and it's like, oh, like when did this sort of mm. like come in? Like what's going on here? And it's very hard to place. And that's something that's really interesting that I yeah. found. So yeah, that is my caught my ear. Um, so normally we would end the podcast here, but we have a recommendation. Yay! Thank you for sending in all of your suggestions. Um, so we have chosen to um, go to this song recommended by Rachel. Thank you very much, Rachel. Thanks, so Rachel. So it's called Get Stupid by Aston Merigold. Yes. So this song was released in 2015. Yes. And, and it's it funny. is... funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's funny because when we saw the title, we are like, hmm, what's this one? Like, Yeah, because I saw, I saw the reply and I was like, I don't think I've ever heard this song before. Yeah. Like, Who is this guy? What is going on? We played two seconds of it and we were like, oh, oh my God, that's what it is. <laughs> so, so we both heard this song and I'm sure everyone on the podcast has heard this song For too. For sure. Absolutely. As soon as you listen to it, you'll be like, oh. That one. I remember that. Song. It's very 2015. Yeah. And that's exactly what Manny and I both agreed on. We were like, this song is 2015. 2015 in a nutshell. Exactly. Without including Uptown Funk. We won't go there because no. we have PTSD for no. that song. But we have that's bad memories attached to that song. That's another story. <laughs> Good lord. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's such a fun song. And I mean, when it first came out, it's definitely not my kind of music, mm. but it is so fun. It's such a bop. Like, you know, everyone knows, like, the chorus and everyone's like dancing to it. It's just like one of those songs. It's such an iconic tune that I yeah. think everyone can kind of like again like us like you won't remember who sings it or no. what the song is unless you're like a nutter like Rachel. We love you. Um <laughs> no, but it's fine. But it's yeah, it's one of those songs that you'll like hear that goes on like shuffle in one of those like nostalgia playlists or For whatever. Sure. You're like, "Oh my god, I remember that one. That was yeah. a bop." Like, I don't know who Aston Marigold is or no. I looked, he's released music this year. A lot of music. <laughs> haven't heard it. But still, and like, his voice is incredible. Like yeah. I kind of underestimated it when I first heard the song cuz I was like, "Oh, this sounds like Uptown Funk." <laughs> Bad memories, but no. Um yeah, but his voice, like, listening to it again, I was like, oh my gosh, like, his voice is, like, on it. Like, he's mm. got some pipes, which is perfect for the kind of song, this sort of big band number yes. that it is, you know. Very funky, like, lots of horns, yeah. lots of upbeat sort of, you know, um, vocal lines there, which is, you know, crazy. So, so yeah, it's such a it's such a bop, and it's definitely, like, a nostalgic track. I mean, f 2015 wasn't that long ago, but then again, it was. Yeah, four years is a long time. Yeah, so, <laughs> fun times, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Well... <laughs> I think we'll leave it there for now. Yep. Um, so thank you so much for listening. If you got this far, we really appreciate everyone who listens to the podcast. You can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox. We're, we're uploading all of the episodes on YouTube slowly. I'm getting yes, there. We're getting there. Um, <laughs> 
so you can listen on all of those platforms if you would like. Yes, and please let us know what you think about the songs we talked about this week. As we always say, we really, really love hearing you guys, like, what you think about the songs, you know. If you got, if you have a recommendation for us, please chuck us a DM, like, we're so happy that we got some this week. Like, yay! yay. <laughs> we feel loved again. I know. So, yes, you can follow us on social media at Caught My Ear Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and we'll see you on Monday with a new episode. See you later. Bye!